Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of the Rotten Views podcast. We have another fun one set up for you guys today. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for coming back to another episode to listen to me talk about horror movies, action movies, whatever we might have planned for the future. And I appreciate it. It means a lot that you guys keep coming back for some odd reason. Maybe you have it saved to your auto playlist and maybe it's just playing randomly with the new episodes drop on Spotify. Or maybe you come out and search it. I appreciate either way if this is your first video. We got a ton of other content you can check out on Spotify and YouTube and all this other fun stuff. But I appreciate it nonetheless if you're a returning listener or a new listener nonetheless. Thank you. Before we get into the podcast episode at hand, before we get into the movie that we're going to be discussing for this episode, I just want to put out some, you know, other work that we have. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social medias. I don't know why I'm saying all or us. There's only me here. There's nobody else. I do all the editing and all the other stuff behind uh, the promotion and whatnot. Uh, follow me at, at Typhonstein on all social medias. You have TikTok. You can go to. You have the Facebook page. You have uh, Instagram. You have. Uh, X, you have threads, but the main thing that I post a lot on and that I'm trying to promote more and more each and every week is the YouTube channel. Definitely go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we have old episodes of the podcast going up. We have the weekly game video that drops H H H and every Wednesday, and then we also have you know various shorts. And I, I also do some live streams on there, there as well. I can't talk tonight, just like the other night. I can't talk. Uh, we also have the Twitch channel. If you want to check out the Twitch channel, uh, I haven't been you know live streaming much this month. Uh, it's been a busy, busy month for me. But we will be uh, getting back into doing that a little bit more often. And uh, I, I enjoy doing it. It's just trying to find all the time to do everything that I want to do in one week. It's nearly impossible, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, we still figure it out each and every week. And we have some, you know, other content coming out that I'm not going to really, really talk about too much because uh, you'll hear about it on the other older episodes. And it's still just a work in progress because it's just little me here just trying to figure everything out and figure out a nice, good timeline so I can start dropping the other thing but also have a good backup of episodes already ready because what I want to do is get a catalog built up for this this as well uh, like have three or four episodes ready to go whenever uh, that way I don't have to rush them out each and every week 
this episode is actually being recorded on the episode that just dropped, uh, Street Trash. So, you know, that's how uh, the magic of podcasting works. But you guys aren't here to listen to me blabber about all that other fun stuff. Uh, you're here to listen to me talk about the 1985 movie Demons. Because I haven't watched this in a while, and I figured it was time to return to it. Um, before I get into it, though, like always, I, I talk about the movie from start to finish. Hit all the points in between, or at least the points that catch my eye. And if you don't want to be spoiled for a movie that came out, 1985 you can definitely pause it now you can actually find the movie in full on uh youtube it's a pretty decent quality uh there's actually a couple versions of it as well or different uploads so you can definitely find it on youtube so if you really want to you can pause this episode of the podcast now unless you're at work or you know driving then you can't so you're just you're just stuck with listening to me talk about the movie but if not if you're at home you can definitely pause the podcast and go watch it and then hopefully come back because we need you here i need you here Uh, like i said it's only me here it's uh you know pressing it's dark and lonely please be my friend i'm i'm kidding it's it's fine uh but yeah hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast episode and uh, we'll get right into the movie now so this movie has a 6.6 out of 10 on imdb 67 percent on rotten tomatoes and 3.5 out of 5 on letterbox 87 percent of google users apparently like this movie uh original release date in italy was october 4th 1985 uh there's a sequel demons 2 and then yeah you know director Lamberto Bava uh, who's also known for doing Demons 2 Body Puzzle and Devilfish all the movies I, I want to watch these are the four that pop up on known for on IMDb uh, the other one being Demons as well where he's the director in all those movies but maybe we'll add Body Puzzle and Devilfish to the list because those sound like fun they sound like fun and one of the writers was Dardano Skashashit I butchered that last name, and I'm good at doing that. I don't mean to, so hopefully nobody takes offense to it. Let's try that again. Dardano Skashiti? I don't know. We're gonna, we're just going to go back. we go away from that. Um, he's also known for being the writer for Devilfish, uh, the writer for 1990, the Bronx, Bronx Warriors, a um, bunch of other movies I'm not even going to try and pronounce because I'm just going to butcher the Italian names. Also, the one of the writers might be, you know, this guy, you know, Dario Argento, uh, you know, known for, like, Deep Red, uh, Apparently, they're saying one of his other ones is The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. I've never even heard of that movie. Um, don't judge me, okay? And Tenebrae from 1982 and Phenomia, also known as, by the looks of it, I can't, it looks like it's also known as Creepers from 1985. Apparently, he's got a screenplay uh, for Dark Glasses for 2022. Also known for a bunch of other really good movies, uh, Two Evil Eyes, The Church. We're just, we're just going through his list a little bit. Um, the Cat of Nine Tales. You know, everyone likes Cat of Nine Tales, right? But yeah, I was just kind of rambling on about Argento. Very well-known it- Italian director i'm sure everyone already knows about him i don't know why i'm even discussing that anymore than i need to the description synopsis on uh, indb a group of random people are invited to screening of a mysterious movie only to find themselves trapped in the theater with ravenous demons as we always do we also go to the tagline they will make cemeteries at their cathedrals and the cities will be your tombs. Trivia, the building used for the exteriors of the Metropolitan Theater still stands in Berlin. It's a club called Goya that's been hosted to several horror horror conventions thanks to his appearance in the film. Wow, I can't talk, can I? Really? I I really can't. I'm horrible at this, uh, but you guys keep coming back, so I appreciate it. But yeah, we're just going to jump right into the movie now, so if you guys don't want to be spoiled, feel free to pause at this point in time, and then come back later on once you're done watching the movie. Presents Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Tonight... 
The preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning, if you have the courage to see demons, sit near an exit. Otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons, and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. And it could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals. And the cities will be your tomb. Survive it, demons. Well, we're going to jump right into it. The music just starts hitting you. We've got black screen with some basic white uh, intro credits popping out, and then we have the cool demons font. It's all curved, and it looks like you know demon claws went through it. And then coming through the darkness, we hear this noise, and then we see these two headlights coming at us, and it's a subway car. And then we go into the subway car where we see you know just a bunch of people just relaxing, just sitting there waiting to get to wherever they're going. As the, the music starts jamming out a little bit, and we just you know pan around the subway car, looking at the various people there on the on the the cart waiting to go where the hell they're going i also gotta say i forgot how good this intro song is and i'm actually probably gonna have to eventually add this to a playlist maybe i'll make a little uh relaxing jamming horror playlist at some point in time i don't know i see lots of people making no old video game console playlist so maybe we'll do a horror movie playlist who knows and there's one lady's looking around uh her name is cheryl and she sees something in a reflection of the glass behind her or the window behind her and we just see this guy with like this terminator face because after his face is just like a metal plate with a red robotic eye and she starts freaking out a little bit and she's like everyone's just looking around kind of smiling and she's kind of you can definitely tell she's a little bit paranoid at this point in time because she doesn't look comfortable train stops at one of his various you know destinations and Cheryl gets off and we see everyone kind of like disappearing from the stop and she's just walking around looking a little nervous a little, a little bit scared and as she's walking away she starts hearing a sound come behind her kind of looks like it's footsteps as well as like kind of like a chain moving at one point and she's a little bit paranoid about it and she keeps getting you know more and more paranoid as the sound gets closer and closer and then we see it's that guy with the metal face and she just starts booking it down the uh the railway not on the actual tracks by any means, but like on the, the platform, I guess you could call it. It's funny how she gets on like the escalator to go up and she's all relaxed and stuff and she doesn't run up the escalator. She just stands there and waits for it to take her up. By the time she gets to the top of the cart, you see the guy with the metal face there and he hands her a ticket to the movie theater and walks away. And that's all it was. And she's all paranoid about like what the hell just happened. And we see him walking down the alleyway or the hallway. And a bunch of other people start coming to the picture and he starts handing out the same flyer to them for the movie theater and she's like oh he's just inviting me to something i was freaking out thinking he was going to kill me for no reason so then she goes up to him he's like can i have another one it's actually from my friend also are you dressed up like this for the promotion of the film and he just stares off and walks off into the uh, distance somewhere be like i ain't answering your questions lady i'm a mime 
And she gets outside of the station, finds her friend Kathy, and she's like, so her, I'm late. She's like, of course you're late. You're always late. You're some good friend. You're just always late. And they're both looking at the flyer, and they're like, well, where is the Metropole? I'm like, I don't know either. None of us know where it actually is. So uh, why don't we just skip our class and just go check it out anyways? You know, it could be a good a good film to go see. Then we see a shot of the Metropole uh, neon sign up on the wall. It's flashing and everything. And then we cut and see inside. There's a... A dirt bike that has a mannequin on top of it in a medieval outfit who's also holding a chrome devil skull. Unique, but whatever. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. And then we cut and see this girl who's in an elf outfit, like pulling up the bottom of her dress. It looks like an elf outfit. I'm just saying it probably isn't. Just green and white, but whatever. And then next thing you know, she's got a flashlight walking around the metro. And we see Kathy and Cheryl outside. And now it's nighttime. It wasn't nighttime before. And then, you know, they get there and she's like, Oh, you don't think it's going to be a horror movie, right? I hate horror movies. I mean, like, the guy had a metal, half a metal face and didn't talk to you. And he's promoting the movie. So most likely it's not a romance, but maybe it is. Uh, what do I know? And then we see this old couple inside the theater, and they're walking around the lobby area. And the wife's like, ah, I didn't know there was a movie theater. And the husband, Frank's like, that was close years ago. Uh, you know, it just uh, apparently happened to open up again, I guess. And we have two guys checking out the dirt bike, being like, oh, it's such a fantastic bike. So fucking fantastic. It's like, why do you have a dirt bike in your lobby? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I've never seen a movie theater with a dirt bike and lobby that is also ridden by a mannequin that's a medieval knight holding a chrome demon skull. Yeah, I said that twice already, but that's fine. It's okay. It makes sense, right? Italians. Perfectly makes sense. Those two guys then go over and help Kathy and Cheryl who are having an issue with the vending machine because it won't give them the drink that they just bought. So they kind of smack it up a little bit and just uh, Kathy, I thought you didn't like being late for the th- the movie. Well, everyone else is in the lobby. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this one girl takes the, the chrome mask off the bike, and she puts it on his face. Like, ah, look at me now. Look at me. And then she goes to dig it off, and she cuts herself. And there wasn't that girl and the guy. The guy's like, ah, as soon as you read for touch stuff, that's not yours, huh? And we see the two guys that help the girls get the drink of the vending machine decide to sit down beside them because, you know, there's a lot of other empty seats in this here. Even though when we saw the guy who was handing out flyers to everyone. But I guess not too many people want to go check it out. Then the movie starts on the screen with a poorly lit, like, biker movie. Or it's a group of people on two motorcycles as they're pulling up to this dark-looking haunted house. I'm sure it's fine. Everyone's pretty much just in a trance as they're watching this movie. And then we see the elf-looking lady walking through the seats with her flashlight out, being like, yeah, the movie just started, but I'm just gonna take a look at y'all. You guys make sure you're not doing anything bad. Like, nobody snuck in, even though it wasn't that busy to begin with. And one of the girls that's with the biker guys in the movie... Uh, she finds a tagline written on a random rock inside the movie. It's like, oh, we, sh- we should stop. We should definitely check this out. Nostradamus was buried around here, apparently. And then we see a group of actors. They're all off their bikes now. They're walking through this ruined area. And for whatever reason, I forgot to mention this. Uh, one of the people that go to see the movie is also a girl named Liz. And her blind husband or boyfriend or pimp. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is between them. But, yeah, she's got to explain to him what's happening the whole time. He's like, are they scared? Well, yeah, they're scared. They're going through ruins and a tunnel and stuff. They might die. So, yeah, they're a little bit scared. If I find, like, one of the girls that's with that one guy who laughed because she cut her face. So, they're smoking. I'm like, oh, yeah, a time when you could smoke pack in theater. And then, I believe her name is Ingrid the Usherette. Uh She turns around and says, no smoking in here. And Liz, the girl that's with the blind guy, uh, some other random guy just sits down beside her and they start making out and start feeling each other up. And it's like, 
So did you have this planned out the whole time? like, Or is he just a random guy that came and sat down beside you and you're like, eh, might as well. My boyfriend's blind. Then the people in the movie are exploring the ruined crypt a little bit more. And then they find this one random thing on the floor. He's like, hey, this has a, a seal on it. Let's go check it out. Let's you know, try to clean it off and open it and see what's inside. Apparently it's like the tomb of Nostradamus. And they're like, yeah, let's open it. Let's just take it out. Take a look at it and see what's inside. And one of the girls is like, come on, let's go. It's dark and creepy down here. Can we leave, please? Then you know, something spooky happens in the movie. So then the guy who sits down beside Cheryl goes to grab her hand because he gets scared first. He's like, oh, hi, sorry. Uh, my name's George, by the way. And then we come back to the movie where they finally get the crypt open. And shocking enough, there's no bones inside, even though it doesn't look like it's big enough to hold a human being in it anyways. But they did find a book that's all in Latin. And the one guy's like, I can't figure out. It's in Latin. I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm doing. And then also inside the crypt, they find uh, this mask that looks like the exact same mask that was on the dirt bike that's in Chrome. But this one's now in like a flat gray. And apparently the one guy's like, look at the book. He's like, hey, wait, this says if you uh, put on the mask, you become a demon. And the guy just laughs, like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure will. And then when he takes the mask off, we actually see his cheek is now cut somehow. And the girl who had the mask on in the lobby, she's like, oh, my cheek's bleeding. I'll be back later. And then we find out apparently the guy's name is Tony. And then the other girl that's sitting with him, she's like, you see that? That mask is the same mask that cut, you know, what's your face out there in the lobby? He's like, ah, it's just a bunch of horror crap. Don't worry about it. And then the lady who got her cheek cut finally makes her makes her way to the washroom, and she's like freaking out because her cheek cut. She's like, "Oh my god, it's it's just bleeding. It's it's just blood, lady. Just chill out. It's a little cut. It's nothing big. You you know your face isn't scarred for life." But then as she's looking in the mirror, we see the, the cut starting to move a little bit. And then out of nowhere, this white pus starts gushing out of it. And she's heard screaming. And at the same time, that's going on. In the movie, the guy who cut his cheek is actually seen stabbing the other guy. And the other girls are all screaming and freaking out. And then one girl in the movie theater is like, oh my god, is that over? It's so scary. It's so, so scary. And Tony, the pimp-looking guy, is like, what happened to Rosemary? Why is she back here? She just went to go wash her face. So then the other girl's like, I'll, I'll just go check, make sure She's okay, you know, us girls like to pee today other than the washroom. I'm sure she's fine. And that girl finally gets to the washroom. She's looking around. She's like, Rosemary, where are you, Rosemary? And then she looks at the tank and we see some, like, blood on a towel and whatnot. And we just hear some crying coming from a stall. So she then goes to the last stall to look in. We see Rosemary with her face up against the wall. And she's like, Rosemary, what's going on? What, what, are you okay? We see Rosemary's hand pop up. And it's like a demon hand now. And then when she turns around, her face is completely different. She starts falling from the mouth. And then the girl, other girl goes to run away. And she gets her, like, throat slashed. And then we cut back into the, the movie. And we see the guy chasing down the other girl with a knife as she's screaming like an idiot then we see the other girl running away from rosemary she's now like stuck in between some red curtains and she can't get her out and her face is all scratched out and she's just yelling for someone to help her but she's not going to get helped at all the friend finally makes her way out of this red curtain of doom area and starts running down the hallway but then rosemary starts running after her so she hides in her room and has a door cracked a little bit so she can look out and that's when we see demon rosemary just run away and the next thing we cut into the theater and all it looks to be is the blind guy's left now because she's looking for he's looking around feeling for i shouldn't say looking because he's blind he's feeling around for liz but can't find her at all and we don't see anyone else in the seats around him at all and then we just cut and see liz is getting on with the random guy that sat down with her earlier on in the movie and then we see the blind guy getting up looking her why do i keep saying looking around he's he's feeling around to see if he can find liz at all and Liz is like oh I gotta go he's looking for us and then the guy's just like no we're just gonna keep making out in this random red, red curtain area I'm sure nobody's gonna see us or find anything out about it 
But then the other girl who's got her face all scratched, she comes into the room where she's just looking at the giant screen where the movie's playing. And then as she's watching the movie play out more and this other lady's being killed on the screen her neck starts to boil a little bit and blister a little bit and then there's this big giant ball on it and then it pops and then there's green liquid coming all down so then she starts grabbing at the the screen for the movie for some reason as we see everyone else watching the movie from the opposite room she's pushing up against the screen and she's yelling for someone to help her even though the person in the movie is inside a tent we just see the knife going through the tent so but she's just screaming her life out and then cheryl's friend's like hey somebody's behind the screen they must need help and then we see the screen movie screen rip in half and another lady falls through and on the on the like platform and everyone's like oh what what happened what happened to her and then liz is making out with the other guy still and then rosemary comes out of nowhere with a rope and starts choking them together as they're trying to make out then as tony's like covering his girl his female friend who's on the ground her hand starts to change a little bit and then these giant claws start to come out and she starts scratching the platform and everyone's like oh, holy shit this can't be good uh we need to do something about her because that's gonna cause some issues and then like the girl starts foaming from the mouth some green foam and everyone's like oh uh this can't be good at all and then the guy that was making out with Liz randomly just starts hanging from the ceiling. And everyone starts freaking out like, oh, God, what the hell's going on in here? You see a very interesting effect, like the friend that's turning into a demon. They do a close-up of her mouth with so blood's like dripping out of it. And then her teeth start like getting pushed out by demon fangs, which I've never seen done in a movie before. So I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I get the props for that one. And Tony's like, what are you guys waiting for? Get the hell out of here. Just running. And then he goes to run out with the rest of the crowd. And then one of the guys just gets jumped on on the back. And she literally takes her fingers and starts ripping a, his throat apart. And we see, like, the stuff inside. And it doesn't look fun. It looks very, very painful. But well done. And then we just had the blind guy going around, you know, touching random bodies on the ground. Being like, Liz, Liz, is that you? Is that you, Liz, Liz? And then we have Rosemary come up. She literally rips the guy's glasses off. And we see his eyes are very, you know, you know, he's got some scarification and whatnot. So then Rosemary's like, yeah, you can't see, all right? So I'm just going to poke my fingers right through your eye sockets. And then we have everyone, like, raging at the doors, trying to get out as they're hitting everything. People are falling over. There's a lot more people here by the looks of it. And the doors aren't opening because they're locked. And then we have some heavy metal music playing. I'm not sure the band. Um, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Anyways, then people are trying to pull apart the doors. And on the other side of the doors, as they're pulling apart, all we see is a cement wall with bricks and everything else. And, you know, they're not getting out. It's pretty much the whole wall around every single door. Then everyone starts freaking out. They're like, oh, we're all trapped here. What the hell's going on? And one of the guys is like, there must be an explanation for all this. We must find a way out. I don't know where it is. But we gotta figure it out. And Tony's like, let's find the emergency exit. Yeah, Tony. The front doors are, you know, cemented through. But I'm sure the emergency exit's totally fine. Then one of the random ladies goes into the room that looks like a storage room. And then we see everyone running by the open doorway. And then Rosemary comes in and literally grabs the girl by the head. And literally starts ripping her scalp off. And then two other guys walk by and like, oh crap, let's try to shut the door. And then they're literally like trying to shut the door as Rosemary is trying to push her way through. And they're yelling for help. And then Tony comes up and he's like, ah, damn, that's my friend. So then Tony and another guy that's running with him, they both unplug a vending machine and push the vending machine up against the door to the point where they break off, like, Rosemary's fingers because it's, like, stuck in the door and we just hear the bones breaking as she's pulling her fingers back through the doorway. And one of the girls is like, yeah, it's because of this movie, everything's coming alive. And Tony's like, yeah, that's right, to be honest with you. She put that mask on, the same mask that's in the movie, and scratched herself, and now she's a goddamn demon. And we gotta stop the damn movie if we wanna stop the damn demons. And then we see the usher 
featurette lady, uh, Ingrid, taking Tony and the other group of people to the projection booth, and they go up to the door. Of course, the door is locked, so they can't get into it at all. But Tony's like, I'm a badass. I'm just going to kick this door down one shot, even though I just ran my shoulder up against it, and it didn't do shit. And then they get into the projection booth, and they're like, it's empty. There's nobody here. And the one guy looks at it and like, yeah, these are automatic, you know. They don't require anyone to be here. They just keep playing the film over and over again. And Tony being a Tony, he's like, ah, we just got to smash everything. That'll fix the problem. So he picks up a stool and just starts smashing. And then we see the movie on the screen starting to screw up. We're like, yeah, see, I know what I'm doing. I'm Tony. And we see a group of punks just driving this car down the street, you know. This is a pretty busy street. You know, it's dead of night. And they're just listening to some music, jamming out. I believe by the sounds that they hotwired the car. Because one of them said, let's hotwire our car in the rest of the time. Because this one's got no no spunk. And then we have some Coca-Cola placement as the one guy's getting handed a Coca-Cola. And, uh, yeah, then we cut back into the movie theater as everyone's walking around being like, uh, I wonder what's going to happen now. And then they're like, well, the movie's done, so they shouldn't be killing us anymore. And then the Bill... I believe the blind guy. He's like, uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's not the movie. It's the movie theater because this whole place is cursed because they tried killing me by ripping my eyes out. You know, I'm already blind. And Tony's like, hey, there's a body up by this guy. We gotta go for her in the stall with all the other ones. Just, you know, that way she doesn't turn and try to kill us. And the blind guy's like, no, no, don't take her. Don't take her. She's dead. She's fine. He's like, how do you even know that's your Liz? Because, you know, you're blind. You can't see her. So how are you going to know if it's her or not? And there's demon guy comes out of nowhere. So Tony pulls out this little switchblade knife and starts stabbing it. And then it causes it to fall off the balcony. And it just falls down on one of the other girls that's hiding downstairs. And there's just starts like puking all over her by the looks of it. It doesn't look good. And we see the group of them all up on the balcony. And they're trying to like secure the area, I guess. And then Tony's like, yeah, you got to do it faster. You got to throw them over the balcony. And then the girl that they were originally going to throw over starts biting him in the leg. He's like, give me my knife. I need to stab her. And then next thing you know, he's hanging off the rope that's on the balcony. He gets attached by another demon. And then the kid just cuts the rope. Yeah. See you later, Tony. But yeah, cut back into the car where the punks are driving. And uh, instead of using the straw to suck on in the Coke can, uh, they're, they're putting it in their nose and sniffing it. What the hell is going on with these punks in Italy? And of course, some of the punks start fighting over the can because they want it. And uh, apparently, there is no actual Coca-Cola in it. It's just complete powder. And then the driver's office is like, you pick up every single gram. You, you just dropped on the floor. You pick it up now. And I come back to the, the group of people on the balcony, and they're all just ripping the seats out and just throwing them up against the two doorways. Be like, yeah, demons aren't going to get in now. We're going to barricade this place, and everything's going to be just nice and safe. I know it. And we couldn't find out that apparently the punk guys are parked outside in an alleyway that's parked near the theater because they keep hearing the bang. And it's like, ah, it's just a movie. He's like, no, it's not a movie. Nothing's that loud. I guess their plan is uh, to keep beating on the walls loud enough that people will be like, hey, there might be somebody in there in danger, I guess. And we should see one of the guys using a fire extinguisher to beat the wall. And he pretty much gets a hole made. And then he's like, oh, look, there's a room inside there. We see, like, water and liquid, maybe slime just running down the wall. So, yeah, let's just keep bringing it. What's the worst that could happen? Anyways, they break a hole in this wall big enough so that everyone can get out of it. And they start walking down the hallway, which is like a staircase down. There's a bunch of different rooms like, no, nothing. Nothing all here, just dead end here. They walk into this other room, which is then just another room with brick walls all over the place. And everyone just starts freaking out, being like, oh, there's no way out. We're trapped in here forever. 
<laughs> some cops pull up to the kids outside in their vehicle. They're like, hey, kids. He's like, oh, are we uh, parked illegally? Let's uh, let's just go. We're just going. As they try to hotwire the car again, he's like, hey, stop that. So then they run out of the car to run away. And then they run down this alleyway. And then they're like, oh, we're trapped. There's nowhere to go. And then this random door opens up with a red light inside of it. Like, oh, let's go in here. It's, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And out of that same door, the blind guy gets out of the after the other punk teens go inside. I'm not sure how, but whatever. And then the cops are, you know, walking down the alleyway. It's like, where'd they go? They're they're gone. They're just gone. And they walk behind this car that's parked there. And they see this guy laying on the ground. So they go to check on him. And it's the blind guy who's in full demon mode now. And I'm pretty sure he kills both of the cops at this point in time. And then we see two of the people, like, they're escaping through the duck system. And they keep hearing this scratching sound behind. They go, what, what's that noise? Like, no, I don't hear no noise. Just keep moving. And it must be Rosemary, maybe, I'm assuming. Because we just see these clawy hands. But it could be any of the other demons. But I don't know why. I just assume it's Rosemary. But then we see the punk teens are going through this area, which seems to be the basement. And they go through, up and through the mood here. And they're like, where is everybody? It's pretty much emptier. It's like, ah, I'm sure it's no big deal. And then with the people in the duct, I'm not sure if, like, the girl that's with the guy just randomly turns into a demon. What happens? But he's like, ah, it's impossible. It seems like it's in front of us now. And then we just see a demon face and him just screaming a little bit. And of course, the punk rock people are in the lobby area now. And they're like, hey, there's the door behind this vending machine let's move the vending machine so we can get inside the door it's like oh yeah that's that's not gonna be good guys that's not good all right so they go inside that room they're like oh it's just a dead end uh, let's stupid let's get here so the three guys go to leave and then the one girl that's with them the punk girl he's like oh look there's a giant mirror here i'm just gonna put my lipstick on as everyone else leaves and then next thing you know she's getting choked from behind by a demon and she's gonna die and then the punk guys they hear their friend screaming for her life so they go to run but then as we see the staircase we see tony and the gang of demons coming up the staircase like oh shit we gotta run the other way we can't help her now then the group on the balcony is like oh i can hear something i can hear help coming because they hear banging or maybe gunshots i'm not really sure which one is but then they just start destroying their own barricade that they made and then they're like come on guys we gotta stop we gotta relax we can't be jumping to conclusions here we can't be destroying the barricade that's keeping us safe but nobody wants to listen and then I go, no, we're all hella breaks because then we have Tony and a bunch of the other demons attacking everyone that's on the balcony. As we see one of Cheryl's friends trying to crawl through between the what's left of the seats to try and get to safety. But then a, a, a demon tackles her and starts putting his fingers down her throat. So she bites off his fingers and we see blood going all over the place. This movie is jam-packed with scenes of people crawling on the ground to try and hide and get to safety, which doesn't really make too much of uh, interesting plot points to talk about. We see that Cheryl and Kathy and I think it's George and Ken all make out of the like, balcony area. But then we hear more moaning and groaning as more demons start coming up the staircase where they are. So they start you know, trying to get to a different area. And they're like, hey, look, there's an air conditioning vent right there. Let's go inside there. That'll be fine. So they are discussing going into the duct vent area to hide. And they're like, yeah, Kathy should go first because she's not strong enough to, you know, uh, defend herself. And then they go over to check on her. And we can definitely tell that she's starting to turn into a demon. Because she's like, where is this place? And who are you? And her eyes are slowly starting to change. It's now probably time that you leave your friend behind and getting into the duct yourself. That way, you know, the demon Kathy doesn't try and, you know, rip out your brains. Kathy goes full demon 
for him, and they keep saying her name. They're like, come on, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. And then I think it's Ken grabs like the the vent cover and just literally starts wailing Kathy in the head, dropping her to the ground. And the next thing you know, Kathy's back starts to change, and then these two little demon hands come out, and we see this demon creature slowly starting to come out of her back. Scratches Ken right through the chest. He's like, it's got me. I gotta turn into one of them. So then Ken's freaking out. He's like, just leave me alone. He runs off. I'm like, we can't leave him like that. We can't just let him die and turn into a demon, can we? Ken decides to, you know, crawl himself up to where the dirt bike is because, the you know, you got the statue mannequin guy out. Well, samurai sorry. He's like, do me one last favor, George, please, before I change. Take this samurai sword to kill me, please. Please just do it. Do it, please. George, for understandable reasons, I guess, doesn't want to kill his friend Ken. You know, his friend Ken's begging. He's like, come on, they're coming up the stairs. Just do it before it's too late. And then... Uh, Ken goes to walk away a little bit. Next thing you know, he turns around. He's full demon form. So George is like, all right, guess we're going to have to chop off your head. Then we see Cheryl running through, and she's, you know, surrounded by all these other demons. And then out of nowhere, George is on the dirt bike and riding through the theater to try and save his new lady. You know, he's fighting them off with samurai sword in hand. One of the demons actually falls over at the the back tire of the bike and sticks his fingers through the spokes. And then we just see him revving the engine as the fingers literally start to rip through the tire. And then heavy metal music starts playing as they go up and down the aisleways in the theater trying to get away from the demons. And while uh, George is making a turn on the bike, he actually takes a turn too sharp, throws Cheryl off the bike, and then... Wipes out on the bike. And then we just see him killing a bunch of demons. Close up with the samurai sword. Like cutting their hair off. Stabbing them through the chest. And we see them grabbing onto the sword. Trying to fight off death. But apparently one shot with the samurai sword just kills the demons for whatever reason. And then uh, George goes to pick up his new lady off the ground. And then we see a shot from outside. And we just hear a helicopter coming in. Very, very, very close. And they're just like, what's going on? It's like, uh, I don't know actually to be honest with you. And we see the roof of this theater break. And a helicopter comes crashing through it for whatever reason. They go over to check out the helicopter crash, of course. Uh, for a reason, George does sound the samurai sword. And they're checking out the, the helicopter. Of course, the pilots inside are completely dead. And then we hear the music starting to come up a bit. And we can definitely see someone stalking them through the theater. So for a reason, George thinks he can get this helicopter running again, even though it just crashed through the ceiling. And uh, Gerald's freaking out because these demons are coming after him. But yeah, shocking enough, they, uh, they actually do get the propellers working a bit on the helicopter, enough to you know slice and dice the demons as they get closer to the helicopter. And of course, George being the hero that he is, he's like, up there, we gotta go up there. That's how we're gonna get out the hole in the ceiling. So then he has like this harpoon gun. He's gonna MacGyver some shit with a winch to get out of the said theater all right whatever we'll go with it as Cheryl's getting on top of the helicopter demon comes up and she starts kicking him off and then next thing you know they're using the winch to winch herself up to the roof of the uh the theater now that has the giant hole in it then as they're sitting on the edge of this hole that's in the ceiling uh just being like yeah we just made it out they hear footsteps coming up behind them and then out of nowhere it's the guy with the half metal face he just comes up behind george and literally just pushing him and now he's hanging out in the ceiling on the this metal root bar and the guy's just like peeling at his fingers being like yeah no no you drop down there you drop down there and Cheryl comes over to save the day and she grabs that spike that they use for the harpoon gun and literally stabs the metal face guy <laughs> in the back and that gives george enough time to climb back up top 
and we see George and Cheryl grab this metal bar and they're behind the metal face guy and they literally put enough pressure on the guy's back of his head to force his face onto these metal bars that are shooting up which I'm assuming would fully kill him and then they think they're safe now because they're up on the, the roof of the building and we see them looking around we see demons attacking other people the music starts to pick up again and they're just like okay there's a staircase over here let's just go down here and see what happens we see them now down on the street and they're just running around and there's you know there's dead people hanging out of cars cars are on fire we see the, the cop car where the blind guy you know killed the cops and they just keep running you know trying to find any kind of safety just see the two of them running for the city as everything's on fire there's cars crashing all over the place people hanging out of vehicles and George's like, come on, Cheryl, come on, they're right behind us, we gotta keep running. She's like, I can't, I can't. And they run down this, like, parking garage area, but it looks like, and then this Ram Jeep shows up, and they're like, hey, kids, come on, get in, we'll keep you safe. And one of the girls, it's a, a father and his two kids. The, the girl's, like, looks like she's 16, maybe. And, like, the little boy looks like he's maybe 8. And they're like, there's more guns on the floor. So the kid goes back, opens up bag, gives the guy, like, uh, George's submachine gun. He's like, where are we going? He's like, ah, we're going out to the country where we can start a new life, where there won't be, hopefully, demons anymore. Because they're just sticking in the cities, because cities are bad for you. And then we see George and Cheryl standing up in the back of the Jeep, holding onto the bar as they're driving down through the city, trying to get to the countryside as you know they're watching smoke and fire go everywhere and then the outro credits start to play and that's the end of the movie and uh, it's a fun one i like the demon effects i love the special effects actually a lot of the demons look really good uh, it's a silly movie in a sense that how they make the like the punk characters just be something and then you know as the outro credits are playing we see uh, Cheryl actually playing with her throat and then next thing you know she turns into a demon and then the little 8 year old kid just shoots her and then she's dead on the on the road as they're driving down the road but yeah I love the, the demon effects I think they're really well done special effects look great and I love the way that demons just look in general like the veiny the, the fangs and everything the sunken eyes the yellow jaundice looking skin tone and whatnot. Uh, definitely well worth the watch and like I said you can find it for free on YouTube so that's always a plus as well and the copy of it is really not that bad just, you know, some, some spots are a little dark and grainy but you, definitely very very watchable so I definitely highly recommend this one on the rotten scale of 10 I'm giving this one a 7.5 so hopefully you guys will check it out and hopefully you guys enjoy it as well which brings us to a part of time in this podcast where we got picked next week's episode alright so I picked a movie we're gonna watch this is the first time watch for me I believe it's 1983 we're gonna watch curtains cause it's free as well to watch on YouTube so you know go check it out before someone takes it down uh but yeah definitely go check it out if you guys want to if not just wait till next week's episode where you listen to me discuss the movie at hand but anyways until next time make sure to check out the outro band trial based horror band Blood Opera. Uh, they got some new stuff coming out soon. I uh, can find them on all social medias. You know, uh, Instagram. I'm pretty sure probably X, Threads, uh, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Check out their Spotify channel. That'd be awesome. You know, give them some reviews and all that fun stuff. And uh, also check out the Etsy shop that they are running as well. Links will all be down in the description below. And as always, you can find me on all social medias at Typhon Sign. Uh, Facebook page, X, Threads. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, I'm forgetting some things, uh, but also, you know, YouTube, because the YouTube channel is a big thing, uh, so definitely go check out the YouTube channel, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, where we have the weekly gaming video that comes out every Wednesday, we have old episodes of the podcast coming out, and then we have a bunch of other various, you know, short videos coming out, as well as live streams, and the live streams over on the Twitch channel as well, and yeah, I think that's about it, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and hopefully I'll see you back again next week, until then, I'll talk to you guys all later, peace! 